Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. gentlemen boys and girls from around the world <laughs> welcome back to another exciting episode of thriller coin talk yeah it's been a long time has it i think it has <laughs> it was which is one of the main reasons why i wanted to leave you with a a great episode in december do you remember that when i said it was going to be a very dark december turns out it was and it wasn't Right. There's a couple key takeaways that I put in that newsletter where I was talking about what to look out for. And the very first thing I said was we aren't going any lower than 5K at the time in December. There are so many people who are expecting 3K to this day. You even have some perma bulls out, perma bears out there expecting 3K. Right. They're ridiculous. <laughs> Magic Poop Cannon uh, last week sent out a, a tweet with his chart showing we're going to get to 4K, 3K. It's like, what are you what chart are you looking at? These are paid shills to, to, to drive the Bitcoin price down. If you haven't noticed by now. Another thing I, I wanted to talk about was the eighty four hundred dollar Bitcoin. We didn't get any higher than that in December. So we can go ahead and check that off. The last thing was we didn't get the 3K or 4K that everybody was promising in December. We didn't get it and we weren't going to get it. It was to me, it just didn't seem to make sense or fundamentally <laughs> through chart analysis that we were going to get to that 3K, 4K region. Yes, it, it was it was a, you know, just like we can get up to 10,000. Right. That was that was in the that was in the air in December. But that possibility was less likely, just like the possibility to get in 3K in December. It just wasn't going to happen. So now we are in this stage, right? It's it's flopping right now. Bitcoin is in the 7K range. Went, up, went down to 6,800. People got scared, right? People are expecting we're going to fall even lower come Monday. They're, they're not seeing the forest from the trees, in my opinion. They just aren't, right? What they're, what they're looking at, what they're, what they're expecting is Bitcoin to fall drastically in January. This is what people out there are thinking, that we're going to fall so drastically out there in January that we're, we're, we're not even going to see a pump before the happening. Th this pump is already priced in. You have people out there saying these lies. <laughs> and this is why you don't listen to those people, because for the vast majority of those people that say these things, they're always wrong. You can go back years. They're always wrong. And that's what's that's what's the most fascinating thing to me in this space is you have these quote unquote thought leaders out there telling everybody where the price is going. And in, in reality, if you look at their track record, they're 100 percent wrong every single time. 
So I'm here to tell you today where the price is going in January, because this is this is actually advice that I'm using. Like people out there are expecting big things in, in Bitcoin right this year. They just are like that's expected. Right. And so what I'm expecting here in January is just something as simple as getting above 9K. I think we are headed towards a range now that is set to face off five to six weeks before May 15th, before the next happening. And I think if we can get above 9K by the end of January, I think we are in a very nice position to reach 14K before the pump. That's kind of where my projection is. If you would have asked me a year ago when I was really bullish, right? If you would have asked me a year ago where I thought the price of Bitcoin was going to go, you know, five to six weeks before the halving, the, the pump before the halving, where I thought it was going to go, I would have said, you know, 22, 23,000. Like that would have been my, that would have been my, um, that would have been my guess. But now as we're seeing over the hill and we can see the land far, far and away and it's come closer, we've, we've, we've arrived to, we've arrived and we're about to, to, to see where this peak is at. It's starting to look like to me personally that we're going to get in that 13K, 14K range right before the happening. Like, I know it doesn't sound glamorous. <laughs> it doesn't sound amazing. But to a lot of people out there who trade Bitcoin on a daily basis, right now is the perfect opportunity to be buying Bitcoin at $68,000, $7,000 and then doubling that here before May. Like, to me, that's a that's a no brainer. Right. And which is one of the main reasons why I've kind of gone through my wallet, my personal wallet of, of cryptocurrencies and begin to move those over to Bitcoin. I know we'll, we'll talk more about crypto and what's going on with that in, in, in the coin talk. But at the top of the show, let's, let's stick to Bitcoin. So one other thing I want to mention is this trading shot chart. This guy is or a woman who knows what who this person is. But if there's one person that I am following closely who has predicted every single top and bottom for Bitcoin, it's it's, it's this person. Um, I'll put a, I'll put a link to the charts in the show notes. But he, he, he has he actually has it safe a safer bet than I do, and which which makes sense, right? Like he sees Bitcoin going to the 11, 12k range. He sees that as being the uh, the the next the next big kind of pump before the happening, I just I I, I want to say that I want to say that we're gonna get to that 14k range. I really do, and that's just from news in general. If, if we if we look five to six weeks before the happening, that's gonna be right around right around Blockchain Week in New York. It'll be right after South by, and if there's anything that drives price in in Bitcoin, it's around that time. There's just so much talk about fintech and about where Bitcoin is going and, and about retail investors entering back in around that time that you have all these groups of people gathering and, you know, in New York or in Austin talking about where they see the markets going. And that's usually when you start seeing people kind of FOMO in. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm expecting the, the price to really escalate here is going to be in March and, and in April. I really think we're going to see a pretty, pretty nice size pump. So this is one of the main reasons why I want to make sure that I move over these these coins that I have that are 
just sitting there, right? That have been sitting there moving over to Bitcoin. And I think once we get past this happening, we'll see everything fall back down again, right? This is something I've been kind of, you know, kind of grooming y'all to, to remember, like after this pump, we're going to see a heavy drop and it's it's not going to be drastic, but it it's 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 likely going to be enough to scare some people away. Right. And once we get that drop, then you'll start seeing everybody buy back into these alts and then we'll start seeing this next big bull run start occurring. And that's kind of where we're headed. It's very easy. One, two, three. Right. January, I think if we're above 9K in January, we're in a really good spot. And then by February, we should stay in that range, right? And by March, I think we can go ahead and just start seeing everything go go up pretty fast. And it's it's likely and it's a possibility that Bitcoin can continue to drop down, right? It's a possibility that Bitcoin could continue to drop down into January, into early February. But to say that Bitcoin is going to continue to fall to 3K or, you know, 4K um, from here to, 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 to February, I just don't see it as a possibility. I think there's too many people uh, heavily invested in Bitcoin right now to see it drop that. I mean, trust me, if I could see it drop that low, I would love it. But it's just not going to happen. There's too many people that are expecting big things from this happening. And just everybody knows where this is headed. So this is not going to force people to sell right now. Right now would be the most idiotic time to sell Bitcoin. <laughs> you would have to be pretty, 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 pretty irresponsible to sell your Bitcoin right now. This is not a time you want to sell Bitcoin. You you wanted to sell Bitcoin last year when it was at 14K, 11K, 12K, 13K around there. You, you don't want to sell Bitcoin right now. Right now is the time you want to accumulate into this next big, big up swing. So I think after January, I think I'm my 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 purchasing of Bitcoin is just going to stop. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like I have my reoccurring Bitcoin purchases, but I'm talking about the extra money that I use to buy Bitcoin. That's just going to stop in after January. That's just what I'm doing. That's kind of the approach I'm taking, moving over all these alts into Bitcoin right now. That's happening. A lot of other people are doing the same. You'll see that. That's why you see a lot of alts kind of rising and dropping. And this is a perfect time to be buying Bitcoin because I think we got to 6,800 earlier this week. And it's just a it's just a really, really smart time to be buying Bitcoin because I'm expecting 100 percent right right off the bat. Like that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting 14K, 13K here in a couple months. And if I don't get that, I'd be very shocked. But I think at the very least, that's where we're going to be headed. Okay, with that, let's get into Coin Talk because I know a lot of you want to know what's going on. So let's do it. Coin Talk, starting now. It is time. gentlemen it's time for coin talk before we dive into that we kind of have a little things to discuss it's basically going to be the roadmap for us for what i see this year because i'm kind of i'm at a point now in, in this podcast a bitcoin crypto game where <laughs> where things are getting really um gosh like when, when you when you 
let's just let's just back up real quick. When you start a podcast, you hope to like gain a big, you know, audience and all that stuff. And then when you finally get that, there's a certain point where you realize like, gosh, how do I make that work in the in my life? Because I have a full time job, have family. There's a lot of people and time and things that take up my time. And then you try to fit that into with your podcast. And it's just it's really, really hard. It's really, really hard because you don't want to let a lot of your listeners down. You, you don't want to lose them. You you want to you. It's fun. <laughs> like creating something that you love is fun. And so I think what I'm going to try to do this year and I know last year was a kind of a different approach. I felt like it was just like balls to the wall <laughs> all, all, all last year up until December. I just felt like, gosh, you know, we were just cranking stuff out. And I think this year, I think I'm going to take a more moderate approach. And, and the reason being, and I'll tell you this, the reason being is because the price of Bitcoin, uh, there was a lot of things to be expecting last year. Like last year, we knew it was going to be heavy on news. This year, I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting crazy news to happen this year. Um, I'm, I'm expecting that to really happen here in 2021 or in the second half of 2020. Um, so I think what we're going to do, I think what we're going to do here is I'm really going to try to maintain this newsletter going forward with like at least two, you know, two episodes per week, because I think at three episodes when I was doing three or four episodes a week, um, it was just it was just too much information. I think going down to two episodes really keeps it at a pretty much um, steady pace. And it's something that I can manage, like totally I could manage that. And I think also what I'm going to do, too, for the for the main show is really just try to create those shows when I feel there's a reason to create them. I think the main show will always go on. I'll, I'll try to shoot for one a week. But I think at this point where if, if there's nothing interesting going on that week, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and just, you know, skip that, skip that week and go the next next week. And I think by doing this, by creating something that is more like fits around my schedule, it makes everything a lot more easier. It makes me enjoying the content and creating the content a lot easier. And um, this way I, I still keep the podcast going and everything's running and everything's focused as far as a newsletter, everything's focused there. Um, I'm sure we'll lose some people and that's expected. But I think in order to keep this to keep this baby going long term, like that has to happen. I, I think it it was crazy of me to think that I could pump out six episodes every week and everything would be fine in my regular life. Right. Um, I just it's just it's just crazy. It's, it's just it's too much. Uh, there was there were some points last year where, you know, I wasn't going to sleep till like 3 a.m. and then waking up at 8 a.m. to go to work and then doing the next day the same thing. Like it was it was madness. And it, it got to a certain point where I was just like, I can't keep this up. I need to clone myself. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only way. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go down to two episodes per week in newsletter because that's something I could totally manage. That's something I could put a lot of effort in. Very informative in those shows. And then, of course, we'll have our three or four episodes or five episodes sometimes, especially during South By, because we're going to be covering South By this year. We submitted our application yesterday, so I'm sure we'll get in. Um, so, we'll, we'll, of course, during South By, we'll have like 10 or 12 episodes that week like we did last year. Um, and then we'll do our giveaway like we did last year. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but I think for, you know, I think January, February, March is going to be very January, February, March, April. 
May and Bitcoin's gonna be very busy. Like we'll probably you probably won't notice a difference. But come like June when we take our month off, like we always do. Come July, August, September, October, November, December. That's when you'll start seeing lesser episodes because during that time, there's not gonna be a lot going on. It's just not gonna happen until 2021 when we really start seeing um, that next major big bull run. Um, So that's kind of what I'm projecting for this year. So hopefully you guys are still on board with that. I would appreciate it. And I think um, we're going to we're just going to try to get back to it one day at a time. That's all we can do. So, oh, another thing is we're still working on that Bitcoin audiobook. We had to move like that was a whole man. That took a lot of time. That took like two weeks. And we finally got settled in this week where we have everything moved in. I have my podcast little studio set up here like everything's good now. And uh, that's all finished. Um, and it was just so crazy busy at my job uh, as far as like office moves or as far as setting up, rolling out new networks. And it's just like switches, firewalls, stuff like that to set up. And it just ate a lot of my time in the evenings. So I think now I'm finally at a place now where I'm like, OK, January 6th is coming up. That's going to be a very big takeoff for a lot of people in the industry. Like here in Austin, a lot of people are going to be going back to work on the 6th of January. A lot of people are going to start making new investments into the space in the 6th of January. Like this is where I'm seeing it in my own career. This is where I'm expecting to hit it to see it in, in, in Bitcoin and crypto is for everybody. And for I think even for Bitcoin, I think this come this Monday, I wouldn't be shocked if we get to the 7,800 or even touch 8K on Monday. Like that wouldn't shock me just because a lot of people are coming back to work at the first of the year. So we'll see. But that's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm expecting like to finish this Bitcoin audiobook, hopefully here soon. Um, I'm going to have some time this weekend to work on it. It's just I want it to be perfect and I don't want it to be like just something I just throw out and not really cared about. You know, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be an introduction to Bitcoin for a lot of people. So it needs to be exact. Okay, with that, let's get into our disclaimer. That's right. Roll it. All right, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. I'm sure it's yours too. Don't lie, bro. Don't lie. <laughs> oh, man, Coin Talk. You know, one thing I do miss, uh, you know, a lot in December was uh, this part. Like, I missed the part where we we're just talking crypto, going down, you know, the coin market cap and, and seeing what we got here. Seeing which ones are are doom and gloom and which ones are are, are going up, so let's kind of let's kind of do that right now. I'm going to tell you 100% right now. There's only one coin that you should be buying, and that's Bitcoin. Don't waste your time. <laughs> You're like, damn, car, you come back with fire. Well, it's 2020. We're in the new decade, right? Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, all the other holidays. America, all that stuff. <laughs> um, Happy New Year. You know, let's, let's make sure we say that. I don't think I've said that yet. So, yeah, hope you guys had a great holiday season, all that kind of stuff. But we're in a new decade, right? We're in a new decade. I mean, 
shit's got to change, bro. Like shit's got to change. You just saw what happened in the news this past week. It's 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 crazy out there. This is a Right? There's really one coin you should be buying, and if the world is gonna turn into this catastrophe where it looks like it's on the brink of destruction, I mean, we really need to look at what is the one thing that gives us a fighting chance. To me personally, it's fucking Bitcoin. Like, it just is, man. If there's anything that makes these uh, people that are in power more frustrated than anything, it's the uh, money supply and how it's heavily controlled. I think by going for their, <laughs> their jugular with Bitcoin, we will start seeing this skyrocket, in my opinion. And it's going to have a lot to do with what's going on in the political climate. It just is, right? Uh, I try my best to keep my <laughs> political <laughs> you know, affiliations or even... Uh, kind of like even like things that I think is going on, like what, what I perceive to be factual, what I perceive to be actually true. Who knows if they are right? Like I'm not there in the front lines. I don't know what's going on. Like I have to take these people who are covering it. I have to take their word for it. Right. And there's some kind of trust that has to be built there. Do I trust any of these media companies? Absolutely not. Do not trust them, right? I don't trust them. There's just, there's no reason to. They've, they've lied to us in the past. But what I'm trying to say is Bitcoin changes the game. It really does. Because let me give, let me give you a little, this is story time. You know, everybody has a story. True, true. You know? Let me tell you a little story about this guy. Let's do story time right now because I don't really, I don't really do story time very often. But you know, I'm telling you right off the bat, one coin you should be buying is Bitcoin. You could stop now and go on with the rest of your day, and you would be like, "Oh, Car was right. You know, should just be buying Bitcoin, la di da, whatever." Okay, but story time. So I'm, you know, I'm at work yesterday, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, we're talking about everything that's going on here in the States and everything that's going on overseas. And it's just a mess, bro. Like, it's just a mess, right? And I think a lot of people are really, really scared out there, right? And um, and I won't get into the details of what's going on because I, I, I frankly, like, I don't even know what to believe at this point. <laughs> like, like I really, I really, I really think somewhere in the in the 2010s, like somebody changed the timeline or something. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so uh, we're 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 sitting there talking about everything that's going on, and you know, people are talking about you know all these other stuff, and I'm like, well, my opinion, you know, I was like, my opinion, I think I think it's as simple as money, and they're like, what are you talking about, car? And I'm like. Think about it. Like, there's only a few countries left in the world that have a uh, an, an IMF central bank. Like, there aren't too many countries left in the world. And why is it that we constantly go after those countries? And I'm sure there there's some terrible people there, right? There's terrible people everywhere, right? This whole world is full of terrible people. But there's some good people there too. I'm sure, right? Not everything is so black and white. Um, so, and I'm saying like it's just funny to me. And it's, you know, I like to look at, I like to look at actual stuff that I can prove by reading and, and you know, feeling and, and, and actually 
investigating it and finding out like what's the truth and what isn't the truth. Like I like doing that. I like doing my own research. And so I'm, I'm telling them like it's kind of interesting how every single country that we have problems with here in the States, they happen to have not have a central bank, right? Or, or an IMF controlled bank. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me why this keeps occurring. And then once once they do have one instil- installed, all of a sudden they're an ally of the States. It's just really, really, a com- it's just weird how that works, right? That's all I'm saying. And I was telling them this, they're like, well, what are you talking about? And then I dive into more, give them more explanation on it. And then at a certain point, I was like, this is why I think Bitcoin is important. They're like, oh, no, conversation killer. They start walking away. And I'm like, no, no, come back real quick. And I tell them, like, it's I think Bitcoin is so important because it keeps the money away from the people that that uh, that want it the most. Like the people in power, the one percent of the one percent or the one percent of the 10 percent, whatever it is like. Those people want to control the money supply and they're able to fund these these type of attacks and these wars and and these conflicts and these, uh, um, you know, all these things that are happening in the world. They're they're able to fund this because they control the money supply and they're they're able to, you know, kind of kick the can down the road, as they say, and let future generations take care of it. And you think a Bitcoin is the one you know, one thing that's out there right now that if the average person wanted to protest, the average person has no re- other way of fighting back, you know, whether they want to, you know, get involved or, or take action. But if they wanted to protest, the only way that you could really protest is with your money. Right. And what better way than to protest than to buy in to Bitcoin, buy into these cryptocurrencies and say, Fuck you. Fuck your system that you created. I don't agree with how you're handling uh, the world. I'd, I'd rather invest in something that's decentralized. That's something that no one controls. That's someone no one is going to take advantage of. I'd rather invest in that. I'd rather hold that and let the chips fall where they may. And I think there's a lot of people like myself probably listening to this right now that agree with that. I just don't see the mindset of creating conflict, creating destruction in the world, and then kicking the can, the bill down the road and expecting future generations to pay for it. I just don't see that happening anymore. I think I think that could have happened. I think that could have happened if Bitcoin wasn't here and that would have been inevitable. But I think it's our in our best interest. And I'm not just speaking for myself, I'm speaking for everybody. I think it's in our best interest to make sure that we keep creating these uh, decentralized protocols. And, I, and this is what drives me nuts about maximalism and about Bitcoin is you have these people that want Bitcoin only to succeed. And trust me, I do, too. As money, as currency, as gold, I want it to succeed. I want it to be the best. But as far as like. Don't get my Bitcoin mixed up with, you know, creating new decentralized protocols. Let Bitcoin be Bitcoin, right? And let Ethereum and these other cryptocurrencies be the thing that actually keeps these um, these wolves at bay, right? That that creates more, you know, decentralized apps that that allows us to kind of, you know, put a wall between ourselves and, and and big government right and and these these powerful elite that want to keep us want to keep us down that want to keep us fighting with each other that want to keep us you know arguing with each other because of the way our skin looks or because of the way we look or because of the way we dress or whatever 
you know, our age, whatever it is, like the powerful elite want us to be fighting with each other. This is what they want. It's it's orchestrated. And when you t- when you start realizing this and you you expand your mind into like, oh, shit, like this is controlled chaos that they're trying to instill in us. This is why you see big headlines that say World War Three and Armageddon. And it's just like, wow, like if you take a step back and you look at other news around the world covering the exact same situation, you start realizing like, oh, wow, this is just media within our states that are trying to scare us. Right. And this is how they control us. And this is why Bitcoin is necessary. This is why Bitcoin is the OG, man. This is why I think it can change the world. And it started this and I'm hoping it'll finish it. (laughs) So that's kind of my story. That's kind of what I want to put in there. This is kind of what I want to, you know, lean towards more for the rest of the year, because I think this decade is going to probably be the most absolutely worst decade <laughs> in human history. And and, I, and, I, and and probably the most beautiful one, too, because I think we're going to see a lot of changes happen this decade. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil. I think there's going to be a lot of pain. And I, and I, I think this decade is 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 um, is going to be very important for Bitcoin. Um, if, if Bitcoin doesn't break out of this decade uh, at the top, then this was all for nothing, in my opinion. Um, it, it, I think I think I think if I have to make kind of these um, far far reaching kind of truths, I would say that if by 2025, 2024, if Bitcoin is not widely used across the world, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. I don't know how we got it wrong. Like, honestly, I think that's when we'll know. And I think by 2030, if 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 everybody doesn't own Bitcoin by the end of the decade, I don't we failed. We failed. I failed. Uh, I didn't tell enough people. I didn't get the information out there. Right. And I feel like this decade is going to be a very crucial decade for Bitcoin. Um, And we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. I think 2020, I think this year specifically for Bitcoin is going to be a very pivotal year for Bitcoin. I really do. And we just had its birthday. It's 11th birthday here uh, a couple days ago. So anyways, that's story time. (laughs) Let's let's get back into the rest of the the coin market cap. Uh, Ethereum. What am I thinking about Ethereum right now? You know, people hate Ethereum so much. And I get it, dude. Like I used to be that. I used to I was there. I ignored it. Right. In 2015, I didn't think it was worth anything. I didn't because at the time it was just a developer coin. Like people thought it was just going to be used for gas and that was going to be it. No one. I never thought ETH would be money. Um, it just never dawned on me that we were going to see um, decentralized finance like that. did never even occurred as we as I as I learned more about Ethereum from this past year. I feel like I dived into Ethereum a lot in 2019 and I learned a lot and I'm sure y'all did, too, but. I'm starting to realize that maybe Ethereum, um, you know, bit off more than it could chew. I think I think there's a lot of people out there that thought Ethereum was going to be something by now. Uh, but I think those people don't realize that um, when it comes to technology, this shit takes time. <laughs> like, like, like this, like just to roll out, you know, just to do like for me personally in my in my career, like just to do like an office move or something. You know, that takes 30 days, you know, in advance at, at you know, at the least. Right. Um, just just to make sure that everything is is uh, is is set up correctly. And this is just for, you know, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 
you know, you know, company, you know, people company, like with 30, 20, 30, 40 users, right? And we have servers and we have racks to move and we have networks to roll out. Like this, th that takes time. That takes 30 days, right? At least, right? To plan it. And, and I think with this, with, uh, with Ethereum, if, if, if they're trying to roll out an entire new um, component, an entire new um, uh, base with their phase zero implementation, like you're, of course, it's going to take months, right? Of course, it's going to get pushed back because there's one thing when it comes to setting up stuff like this, like you want to make sure you kind of dot your I's and you cross your T's and then you have somebody else check off on it. And then you have them look at it and you, you know, you want to triple check these things. You don't want to just roll out and then the wheels come off, you know, and this is why I think it's important for Ethereum to have some more time. And I think this year, the first half of this year, no one's going to be paying attention to Ethereum. They really aren't. Everybody's going to be heavily focused on Bitcoin. And I think we'll start seeing the price of that reflect here pretty soon. I don't, I don't think we'll see Ethereum get any lower than $90, in my opinion. But I do think you're going to see a lot of people move over um, their, their Ethereum into Bitcoin. Right. And I think when the halving occurs or even after the, the big pump before the halving, you're going to start seeing a lot of that move, Bitcoin move back into Ethereum and to these other altcoins. So right now, I'm not recommending that anybody buy any of these cryptocurrencies right now, myself included. Like, trust me. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, Decred will will move up there in price, right? It's at a great price right now at $17. I'm sure in the next major big bull run, it'll be above $100. Like, I'm sure that's going to happen, right? Decred is such a fabulous cryptocurrency and it has a great community, has really smart people behind the project. And I'm sure Cosmos was going to make some bank, right? It's just that these, these pumps that you'll see here, in um, the next few weeks or so in, into some of these alts, believe if you if you take anything from this, make sure you understand that these are going to be organized pumps from these projects. So be very careful if you FOMO into an altcoin here between now and um, I would say May 15th. Right. Be very careful which altcoin you're trying to get into. And if you're not trying to get into any altcoin, that's like the smartest thing you can do. The smartest thing you can do right now is just buy Bitcoin. Stop looking at it. <laughs> throw it in a wallet. Come check back in March. You'll see the price rise and you'll be like, wow, that was easy peasy. It doesn't get any easier than that. There's there's not. a, And I used to talk about this a lot in the early days. There's not a lot of gimmies like this in the space. Like we know when things are going to pump. Uh, the vast majority of the space knows when we're going to see some major pumps. Right. Uh, we can count those. The happening one of them. The, ha the happening pre-pump is the one that everybody knows about. Like you ask any person that's been into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in the past five years, they all know that this is happening. They all know that this is going to pump. They all are expecting it. Right. And you even have some of these project leads. You have these project, you know, people at the top of these altcoins that are moving over their allocation of their own cryptocurrency into Bitcoin because they know where this is headed. So you even have people in this in this industry knowing what's going to happen. It's, I'm not saying it's a um, I'm not saying it's a controlled or even Wells moving this and, and making this pump. No, this is just what we everybody in this space is expected is expecting. There will be some people out there that will tell you, oh, Bitcoin's going to crash. 
I don't believe it. It's already priced in. You'll be a fool to listen to him. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. That is just ridiculous. And the fact that those people get attention is just, wow, it's alarming. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. It's yours to invest in or not to invest in. And all I can do is just guide you. Um, kind of like uh, Gandalf in <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Move over, sire. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got for CoinMarketCap. I think that's all we have here. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show.
slow down, she'll feel it in the morning Ain't the kind of girl you'll be seeing in the morning Too damn raw, ain't no nigga worth her holding Ain't no nigga that she holding, man, her love is too damn foreign Look at all that money, the money is the money is All that money, the money, she be funny She be girl, put in work, girl, girl, put in work Girl, put in work, girl, girl, put in work All that money, the money is the motive All that money, the money is the motive All that money, the money she be foolish Girl, put in work, girl, girl, put in work Girl, put in work, girl, girl, put in work Girl, put in work Gemini the Thriller Coin Talk is Dunsies. Thank you so much. This was gonna be a, this is actually gonna be a free episode. I forgot to mention because we haven't given one out this month. It's the first of the month. Yeah. So look out this week. We get back to our regular schedule. We're gonna talk about Bitcoin proof of work. That's right on Thriller Podcast. And we got some more Thriller rundowns and Thriller insights to talk about. I really want to dive in more into Bitcoin than we did today. Seriously. I need to bring the thunder in 2020. (laughs) Bye, Bitcoin. Save the world. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not Carr. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.